For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. If you love chilling mysteries, unsolved cases, and a touch of mom-style humor, Moms and Mysteries is the podcast you've been searching for. Hey guys, I'm Mandy. And I'm Melissa. Join us every Tuesday for Moms and Mysteries, your gateway to gripping, well-researched true crime stories. Each week, we deep dive into a variety of mind-boggling cases as we shed light on everything from heists to whodunits. We're your go-to podcast for mysteries with a motherly touch. Subscribe now to Moms and Mysteries wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Scary Savannah and Beyond. We're going to be releasing a bonus Patreon episode to the main feed so that some of you who may not had an opportunity to hear the kind of bonus content we have will get to do it for free. So if you like what you hear here, please go to our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash scary savannah, and you can join up on that, help support the podcast, and get a bunch of exclusive extra content like the episode we're getting ready to air. Thank you for listening to Scary Savannah and Beyond. Welcome to Scary Savannah and Beyond. This is going to be Patreon episode number three three. I like that number. I thought you might because you wrote it. I did. She wrote this episode. She I doesn't did. typically I'm, write I'm the Patreon. Over do Patreon you? again this week. And apparently, we're going to hear a love story. Yes, it's going to be a love story. I know you're excited about this. This is going to be just like the Notebook, right? Yes, just like the Notebook. But actually, it's more like Game of Thrones. Oh, so it's so, the kind of love story where people's heads get smashed in with like big giant people's thumbs. Sort of. Okay, cool. Just kind of think Red Wedding vibes. So I wasn't that far off. Right. We're going to be talking about the Corpse Queen of Portugal. Oh, you mean Inez de Castro. Inez. Inez de Castro. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So for this story, we have to go all the way back to the 1300s. 
I don't know a whole lot about the 1300s, but it seems pretty fascinating after researching this stuff. Every time I let her write something about let her, I mean, I ask her to do it. She always goes off on a tangent. She's like, we should just do a whole series on this and release like a, an entire documentary <laughs> about whatever it is. Because she, she can't like, just be. I know nothing about really the 1300s in Portugal and Spain. Like I had no idea what's I mean, going on over there. person has a lot of knowledge. I'm very shocked that you don't. I know, but it's just, it's pretty interesting. History is. Okay, well, tell me about it. Well, let's talk about Inez de Castro was born sometime in 1325. We'll say March 20th. Record keeping wasn't their specialty back then, so her actual date of birth is unknown, as are the exact circumstances surrounding her birth. She was, in fact, born to a man named Pedro Fernandez de Castro, who was the Lord of Limos and Syria in Galicia. And what does that have to do with the Targaryens? Well, he's very important sounding. He does sound very important. Got a lot of names. Yes. Her mother was a mistress of the Lord de Castro, making her technically illegitimate. I feel like this may have something to do with the story. It does come into play later. Mm -hmm. Galicia was a little kingdom that existed in the northwest of Spain, right next to Portugal. And that's where the dragons lived. I found a map so you can see the relation of Galicia to Portugal at that time, because I had no idea. Well, that's where the kingdom of Leon was. Mm hmm, like kings of Leon. There they go. Yeah, so this crown of Castile business, that's Spain, you see? I do see it. And to the left over there? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the, the kingdom, kingdom of, of Cordoba. <laughs> <laughs> Despite her illegitimate birth, her family was quite high up on the noble circuit in the kingdoms of both Castile, over there in Spain, and Portugal, so they got a lot of connections. Uh-huh. Ines grew up rubbing elbows with the noble crowd, and in 1340, at the age of 15, she was sent as a lady-in-waiting with her cousin, Constanza Manuel, who was marrying the future king of Portugal, Peter I also known as Dom Pedro. He sounds like he was on Breaking Bad. I know. He's he's going to be referred to as Peter. In some places, it's, it's Pedro. Pedro. In some places, it's Peter. In some places, it's Dom Pedro. Yeah, I'm assuming they're the same. A lady-in-waiting, or a court lady, is a female personal assistant at court attending a royal woman or a high-ranking noblewoman. Okay. That's according to Wikipedia. So and they does. know. She does her business for her. Part of her duties as a lady-in-waiting was to act as a messenger of sorts between Constanza and the members of the court, including her husband, Peter. You may know him as Pedro. Yeah, because you don't want to, like, actually go up and talk to him yourself. Oh, no. He might have you executed. I'm just <laughs> guessing. I don't know. So, you know, she's, like, taking these messages back and forth. Yeah, yeah. I can see where this is going. Yeah, Pretty much where you say everything goes. Yeah, you know where it's going. It wasn't long before Peter and Inez started having an affair. Color me shocked. It became an open secret, as you can imagine, and Stanza was furious about this. They typically are. Peter's father, King Alfonso IV, was also angry about this. The marriage between Peter and Constanza was done for political reasons, and this affair threatened to undermine it. His father was having none of this nonsense, and neither was Constanza. Sounds like collusion's about to happen. Yeah. Constanza attempted to separate her husband and Inez by asking Inez to be the godmother of one of her children that she had with Peter. They had three children total together, a girl oh, and two boys. So a politically motivated move on her part. 
well, what she wants is for her to accept this invitation. And that would legally make her and Peter relatives because in that time you were considered actually family. So okay. then it would be illegal for the um, two to be carrying on an affair. There goes my political reasons. Yeah, so then they'd be like in trouble with the law and you don't want that. Yeah, because they certainly couldn't just do what they wanted being, you know, royalty and such involved here. Yeah, but then you bring the cops involved and, you know, and then and it's it just, just gets messy. Thing. It gets messy. It's a scene. But this little plot failed because Inez declined to be the child's godmother. Uh-oh. She knew what was happening. King Alfonso took matters into his own hands and had Inez banished from the Portuguese court in 1344. So this affair had been going on for a few years now, and the heart wants what the heart wants. What if they threw him a banquet? No, they didn't. Mm-hmm. Peter defied his father and visited Inez in Galicia, which is where she was hanging out. Where she just was. Mm-hmm. It's where she was from. And like she was also in some other places, and I heard that she would... That's where her mama would stay. Yeah, where her mama stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at one point, she was like in a monastery or something, and he used aqueducts to send messages. So like basically the sewer. <laughs> I will send my word <laughs> through the sewers. <laughs> the following year, 1355, Constanza gave birth to hers and Peter's third child on Halloween night. The difficult birth and recovery resulted in Constanza's untimely death just a few weeks later. How unfortunate. Or convenient. Mm-hmm. With his wife dead, Peter was hellbent on marrying Inez, but his father, Alfonso, was dead set against it. He would not stand for his son marrying a woman of illegitimate birth, even if she was from a noble family. This is very um, Romeo and Juliet. It was reminding me of the movie with Eddie Murphy. What movie? Coming to America. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> He wants to marry the girl whose father... Or he's working at McDuffie's or whatever McDowell's. that place is. McDowell's. <laughs> Peter decided to live with Inez against his father's wishes. They had four children together, though their firstborn son died shortly after birth. Alfonso feared the situation could lead to political unrest and even war. He was afraid that the children that Peter and Inez had would try to usurp the throne from Constanza's children. And if any of us have watched any Game of Thrones, we know that's exactly what's probably going to happen. Well, it did actually happen later. What a shock. Tensions grew between father and son, and they had a very strained relationship, to say the least. Alfonso decided to resort to drastic measures by hiring three men to murder Inez. This sounds like it's the Princess Bride now. I'm, I see where all these movies must draw from the story. I know. I'm thinking uh, the guy, George R.R. R. Martin, read this story. Mm. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> One legend says that the murder was carried out at an estate called Quinta das Lagrimas and that her blood still remains in the fountain located on the estate. You can see blood stains in the fountain. Sounds unlikely, but Some we'll go with even that. say that her ghost can be seen crying out for her lost love, Peter. Well, there it goes. Yes, There's this has a, a little ghost. ghost story tied to it. Almost all historical records do agree that the murder was carried out in front of her young children. Some accounts say she was stabbed. Others say she was beheaded. When Peter learned of the murder of Inez, he understandably became enraged. He gathered up men from Inez's family and troops from Galicia and everywhere. And a civil war broke out in Portugal. The war lasted for two years until Peter's mother was able to broker a truce between Peter and his father. She was just like, y'all gotta stop this. She just showed up and said, well, okay, this is going too Yeah, far. this is enough. So Peter then invited the men that his father had hired to murder his love, Inez. And he's like, how have them over for dinner? Yeah, this nothing could probably go I'm wrong I'm shocked here. that they showed up. 
Oh, they were like, oh, well, there's a truce. Yeah. Certainly no. It was only two of the men. The third one never did show up. So he was never able to catch up with them. Never got to have dinner. Okay. Mm -mm, But he did get these two. And while they're enjoying their feast, Peter had the men's hearts ripped out of their bodies while they're alive. Okay. Well, that sounds like a drastic turn of events. Well, he said that they caused him so much heartache that they must have no heart. Literally. And then they don't. Yeah. Then they don't. Literally. Uh Aha. Yeah. This is all kinds of Shakespeare here. (laughs) This earned him the nickname of Peter the Cruel. That'll do it. When Peter's father, Alfonso, died at the age of 66, Peter was crowned as the king of Portugal. This is when he revealed a little secret. Uh-oh. Anne Inez had married in a secret ceremony back in 1354, making her the legal queen of Portugal. Uh-oh. Peter had Inez's body exhumed from her grave and had her body dressed in fine robes and jewelry and placed upon a throne next to him and proceeded to have her crowned queen, forcing those in attendance, and we're talking about nobility here, to pay homage to their corpse queen by kissing her hand and swearing fealty. That sounds really messed up. I know, right? After this bizarre coronation ceremony, a magnificent funeral procession with over a thousand men carrying candles escorted Inez's body to the monastery at Alcabeza. So that's this picture. Isn't that pretty? That looks like a great place to put a corpse queen. Well, and this is where she was placed in an elaborate marble sarcophagus. Okay. When I say elaborate, I mean, this thing is... Like it would not be out of place in Bonaventure here in Savannah. Oh, it's way more elaborate than anything. beyond that. Yeah, I've got some pictures you're going to see here in a second. Okay. It was made in her likeness with angels surrounding the body. It was engraved with pictures showing the story of their life together, including her murder. It's a little grim. Yeah, it's like these concentric circles and it has depictions of everything like them with their children, just all kinds of stuff. Did he manage to throw in the scenes of the guys getting their hearts ripped out too? Of course, he did actually. Awesome. His revenge is what it's called. Perfect. Peter's revenge. He had a marble tomb constructed for himself facing Inez's tomb so that on the day of judgment, they would be face to face when their bodies rose from the grave. Written upon the tombs are the words in English, it says, until the end of the world. Oh, how romantic. Can you see this is like... Oh, wow. That is pretty uh, intricate. Elaborate. Like, look at that. That is, uh, looks like something that would be like a final boss on a video game. Yeah, it's so crazy. Like, look at all that. Oh, and the, all the angels and everything. That's just crazy. That's extreme. I wonder how much something like that costs. 20 or 30 bucks at least. back then then, which would probably be more like 50 to 60 dollars nowadays yeah your conversion rates are usually spot on pretty accurate i would say peter died at the age of 47 and the two star-crossed lovers wait now in their elaborate tombs for that day when they will see each other again their story has inspired countless artists poets and writers for hundreds of years there are numerous paintings plays stories movies and tv shows based on peter and Ines. In 2018, a film was released called Pedro e Inés. So that means and. Yeah. In Spanish. Pedro e Inés. <laughs> Internationally, it was released as The Dead Queen. That sounds far more awesome. It was well received and won five awards. There was also a TV show back in the early 2000s, a Portuguese TV oh, show. Oh, Quantum Leap. Yes, that was it. And like, I can't believe I've never heard of this story. I like either. Like, if they taught us this stuff in school, we might have paid attention, you think? Yeah, if they'd have taught us this instead of boring stuff, you know, like, 
history. <laughs> oh, this is history. This doesn't, doesn't sound like history. They like, never this told actually this happened. They like literally have records of these people's names and things like those. The people that were hired to kill her, things like that. Okay. So, I mean, I'm sure that there are things made up and it's been elaborated, but certainly I should have paid more attention. Maybe they did teach this, and I was just too busy drawing you cartoons. That's probably what happened. Which is what I was doing in high school. But I'm glad now we have YouTube because I just love to go on YouTube and watch all these weird history videos. Weird history videos. That's one, actually what I'm called, weird history. Weird history. Yeah, so y'all can go check out more on this if y'all want to. Just type in the Corpse Queen and you'll find all kinds of stuff. And apparently we have a list of YouTube videos and other things that you can go from her research mm-hmm. and we'll tag those in the show notes as well. Yeah, and they're all, I like little bite-sized videos. They're like 12 minutes long and it gives you like a good story, but it's not like you gotta sit there for two hours and listen to somebody talk. Little snippet. Yeah, I like it. Sort of like what we do. On this one, yeah. Tell you what. What? Go get yourself some marble. Okay. And some some chiseling tools. Okay. And a couple of traders that we can have the hearts removed from. (laughs) Meet me down by the beach, and we'll see each other on the other side. (laughs) Until the end. Till the end. (laughs) 